Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, and welcome to Conversations and Support for Targeted Individuals. Um, today is Sunday, September 16, 2018, and I'm your host, Renata, and I'm hoping you guys can hear. Can you hear me? Let me unmute someone to see if you guys can hear me. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear okay. you. Okay, great, great, great. Okay, hang on one second. Let me just get everything going here. Okay, good. Melvin can hear me in the chat room. Very good. Thank you, Melvin. Okay, so I just want to get started. Um, thank you all for joining today. Sorry, I was a little late. I tried to. I've been trying to take the dog for walks because we don't take him on regular walks. <laughs> and now that my um, my daughter is gone off to college, he's very very lonely. He's a lonely guy because he slept in the room with her all this time. Um, and so I've been trying to keep him entertained and get him out a little bit. So I took him on a walk. Um, so let's just open up in prayer. Hang on, let me pull up my notes here for this call. Okay, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you thanking you, Lord, for your goodness, for your grace, for your mercy, Lord, for everything you've done for us, for everything you're going to do, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for watching over and protecting us, Lord, for watching over and protecting our friends and our loved ones, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for building relationships, building friendships in this community, Lord. There are people who are lonely in this community. There are people who are who feel abandoned, Lord, but we know that you are always there. You're omnipresent, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord, for helping us to feel your presence, Lord, and when we don't feel your presence, we know that you are there, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord. I ask that you uh, help that targeted individual who recently came out of the hospital Help him to recover, Lord. Um, please help all of us, Lord, who go through targeting in the medical community, Lord. Help us to get through that. Help us not to neglect our health, Lord, for fear of being targeted, Lord. And we just thank you for the victory over all circumstances. I thank you for blessing each and every person who has come to this call, Lord. Bless them according to your riches and glory, Lord. Meet their every need according to your to your purpose, Lord. Help us to walk in the purpose that you've set for us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you guys will probably hear a lot of howling, so if you do, that is my dog, and I don't know why all of a sudden he's howling all the time now. So I looked it up and they said it could just be age, or he could be hearing something because you know they hear at a much lower decibel than we do, dogs do. Um, so I don't know, but he like howls all the time now. He is older. He's like about, he just had a birthday. I think he's 12. So that's, that's old in dog years. So he's, he's a senior and he, he just howls all day now. I don't know why he never did that before. Um, 
And who knows? He could be getting V2K. I heard animals get it too. Okay, so let me give you guys a scripture. And the scripture comes from Isaiah 40 and 31 in the King James, King James Version. And it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on, uh, excuse me, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Okay? So if you want to be a person that is able to run without getting weary, is able to walk and not faint under the pressure under your circumstances, under everything that's going on in your life, especially with the targeting inserted into your life, if you basically this scripture is describing a very strong person. And if you want to be a strong person, this scripture says that you need to wait upon the Lord, okay? Know that God's time is not our time. Know that everything we want for ourselves or in our lives is not in God's plan for our lives. We need to wait on him. We need to allow our footsteps to be ordered by him. And we need to constantly ask God to renew our strength because he knows that we get weary. He knows what we're going through, you guys. He does. He's been through all of this and more. He was the first targeted individual. So he knows that this gets to be very cumbersome, that this gets to be a little bit too much for us sometimes, that this is a heavy, heavy burden for many of us. And he told us to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. And he told us to lay down our heavy burdens. So that's what we have to do. My mom used to say, when we give it to God, we know we gave it to him because we don't worry about it. We leave it with him. Now, that's easier said than done. especially for a person like myself who likes to try to handle things. But sometimes we need to move out of the way and allow God to be God, okay, and ask him to renew our strength every day. We need a daily renewing in the spirit. I do. I don't know about you guys. I need a day. I need a minute by minute because it can just be a lot. It can be a lot. But he knows. He cares for us. He loves us. He's there, okay, and he will give us the strength to walk and not faint and not give in to this pressure, okay? Amen. So that's Isaiah 40 and 31. Okay. Okay, so welcome, everybody. Welcome to the call. Welcome any visitors. I did invite a few people here. Um, There used to be so many more people that used to come to this call, but as you guys know, I accidentally deleted this entire call about a month ago when uh, TalkShoe first transitioned over to this new platform, Um, and it took them until last week to uh, restore it for me, but I should not say that in a complaining way because I thank God that they were able to restore it because there are years of archives here, and I was devastated that I had lost all of those, so um, I thank Jeff at uh, TalkShoe for helping um, to get this restored. So it has been restored, but along the way, um, I believe a lot of people thought, like, the call was no more. And so a lot of people fell off. So when they restored it, I only got back about maybe 30 out of 200 contacts, uh, 
for the email that I send out every week. Um, so I'm not able to inform a lot of people. So if I do not have your email address, please send me an email and ask me to include you um, on the distribution that I send out every week, and I'll do that. It's just a reminder and gives you all the information to dial in. Um, and my email address is remu2 at hotmail.com. And please spread the word that the call is back up and running and give people the the new dial-in number, which is, um, I don't know, it's so many different dial-in numbers for this show, uh, 605-562-0444. And the call ID is 114-616. So if you guys can spread that for me and just let people know that I do not have um, their email addresses anymore. So um, I appreciate you doing that. Now, um, in the past, since this new platform rolled out, when I would dial in and other people would dial in to this new number, some of us would get a message that said that we would incur a uh, toll charge. And so I was hitting the option to dial in from my laptop. And I was able to talk through my laptop and I was able to hear you guys through my laptop with no problem. And that was a workaround for not getting a toll charge. So if you get that message that you will get a toll charge, definitely don't do that because people have gotten really large bills. Um, just look for that option that says join through your device. And hopefully you'll be able to do it from your cell phone if you use your cell phone. I, I, I'm able to do it through my laptop. I talked to talk to you about that. They said it is not them putting those charges on people's phone. Um, other people have talked to T-Mobile, which is who I have, and they said it's not them. So I don't know who it is, okay? But definitely don't do that to yourself because you will have a really high bill. Even though it says like one cent a minute or whatever, you, you don't want to do that. So try dialing in another way or seeing if if you know someone who will bring you in on their phone on a three-way. That's another option. Um, this week, that didn't happen to me. I was able to dial in, and it didn't give me that message that I would get a toll charge, so hopefully I will not. Okay. Um, the purpose of this call is to process what's going on in our daily lives, just to process it, just to talk it out, to work through it, to try to find solutions, to know that you're not alone, to hear other people's information, to share information, and to be a support system, the support system that you need and the support system that you can give to someone else. Okay, that is the purpose of this call. There is more than one way to join the call. As I just said, you can you can call in through the computer now, which we were not able to do on the other platform. Um, you can join in through the chat room. And I have learned the trick to the chat room, you guys, I think, um, thanks to Alex, who's been helping me try to figure this whole thing out because the people in the chat room could not hear, but now I realize, well, Alex helped me figure out that you uh, that I have to physically start the recording before the people in the chat room can hear. And that's different from the last platform as well. So now I know to do that. Um, so if you guys can't hear, that just means that the recording has not been officially started. Okay. Um, also, if you'd like to be a moderator, because that's another, now that's one of the features I like that's new. Um, I can assign a moderator 
and what I would expect the moderator to do is to uh, read the comments in the chat room and uh, I would like the moderator to be in the chat room as well as the telephone so that when you see someone make a comment to whatever we're talking about or whatever they want to say that will pertain to the call um, that you would read that out to the rest of us. That'll help you with speaking skills. That'll help you to not be shy if you're a shy person, and it'll help me because <laughs> sometimes I miss out on the on the conversation. I definitely like to include the people in the chat room. So if you would like to be the moderator today, let me know. Um, I hope there's instructions to tell you guys how to raise your hands and things like that because I I don't see those instructions. So hopefully you'll know. It used to be star eight. I don't think it's star eight anymore. So hopefully you guys will know how to do that. Okay. And I think that is it. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Questions. Questions of the day. Hang on one sec. I did a video this morning. Actually, I did that video last week, but... For some reason, I didn't post it, and I'm glad I didn't because this morning I felt to go in a whole another direction with with the with my response. But this is going to lead to one of the questions of the day. Um, someone left me a question on one of my YouTube videos, and she talked about uh, not having support as a as a targeted individual and how her support system is very much lacking, which that's the case for most TIs, I think it's safe to say. Although there are some TIs that still have support system intact, and thank God if you do, because a lot of TIs don't. Um, but she, she was saying that, you know, it, it can be lonely and uh, very hard to deal with, not having any support. And she also wanted my opinion on how to build a support system, but also um, how a TI can date. You know, how how can you how can you meet someone? You know, in the situation that we're in. So, if you want to check out that video, I will put the link in the um, chat room. My name is God is our protector on YouTube, and um, and the name of the video is LQ, which stands for Listeners Question and uh, Building a Support System and Relationships. But um, the, the reason why I'm bringing it up here is because I, I, I wanted to make that a question. If you are a targeted individual, we all know that uh, relationships and friendships sometimes are lacking, but I won't say all the time because there are people who are married. I'm married. There are other people who are married. There are other people who are in relationships. There are some people who have um, strong friendships. Uh, there are people who have um, church uh, affiliations, and those affiliations are strong. And so what I'm trying to say is it is possible to maintain, to have and maintain um, healthy friendships and relationships. But because our trust has been betrayed so many times, we kind of can't see that anymore. But I just want you guys to know that there, you know, there is hope. But with that being said, um, I was thinking if you have to travel this 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 path alone, and I'm going to make this the question, 
Um, are you are you willing and equipped and prepared to do that? What is what are your thoughts on that? If you know, some paths we just have to travel alone. You know, um, does that mean that because you don't have friends and uh, the type of connections that you'd like to have, or even business connections? Some people are real business people and they like to make business connections or whatever type of connections. Um, is that going to stop you? That's what I'm trying to say. Is that going to stop you from living your life? Especially, um, especially this is for everybody, but especially to the sociable people because loner types like myself, like we, we're okay with our own company or as the elders would say, our own self companies. Most of us are okay with that. Like I, I'm, I will do whatever I want to do, even if I have to do it by myself, but I'm accustomed to that because I've always been that way. But particularly for people who are real sociable, this could be real hard on. So are you willing to stop your life and just say, okay, I'm just going to sit in the house and be depressed and not do anything? Or are you still going to go out and and live? All right, so that's one question. How was your week? That's always a question. Um Going back to that first question, is it is is it possible to maintain uh, friendships out of the TI community? And if so, how do you do that? Do you do you tell them right up front about targeting? Do you not talk about targeting? Do you you know how do you do it? Um, how to ask some of these questions already? Is it important to be connected to the TI community? That's a question I'd like to ask. Let's just start with those for now. And I used to say start eight if you want to speak, but I don't even know what, what prompt it is now, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. Hang on, you guys. I'm coming back over there in a minute right now. I'm on my notes. Oh, I have another question. Should you report this crime to an authority figure, to the police or the FBI? And if if you think you should or you should not, why? Hang on. Okay, let me get back over there. Can you guys still hear me in the in the chat room? Melvin, can you guys hear me? You guys can hear me all this time. Okay, good. Thank you. All right, let me just unmute people. Hello. Hello. Hi, welcome. You want me to answer your questions? Sure. Or you can say anything you'd like to say. I just pose questions just to start a conversation, but you can answer those and still say whatever you want to say or whatever. Okay, the first question was about being an isolated TI, which I am. Um, kind of like... I can't say kind of like you because you say you're used to being a loner, but you're married and you've got kids. 
So you're not yes. a how do you be a loner married and have kids? Well, um, but it, but anyway, I, I, I'm not trying to beat you up about that. I'm just saying that I don't understand that. But okay, give but me a that, second to that, answer that. Give, give me give me one second now, and I will not be long. I promise. Um, I've been a loner since birth. That's my personality. Does that make sense? That that's that's my personality. Before I met my husband, before I had children, I was a loner type personality. Does okay, that make that, sense? That that I can understand because I was pretty much the same. Okay. I, I, and, I grew, all and, through and my I, childhood, I've been a loner. Right, and I happened to meet my husband at church, got married, and had kids. But that really did not change my personality type. I socialized with them. We're in the house together. No problems there. I socialize on this call. I socialize on my YouTube videos. But I am more of a loner type. I have come out of that a lot lately, but I'm still, you know, that's just my personality. So I hope that answers your question. Go ahead. Uh, as far as being isolated, how do I deal with it? Uh, well, since, like you, uh, I've been a loner all my life, so it's not really hard. I mean, every day I have a routine that I do, uh, a routine for Monday through Friday and a routine for Saturday and Sunday, and I take things one day at a time, yeah. and that gets me through. Plus, um, Yeshua has been good to me. My guardian angels watch out for me. And what what was the question again? Um, basically, are you prepared to, you know, if you don't meet friends and you don't have this ideal life, are you prepared to go on and do the things that you enjoy doing and attempt to live your life to the fullest? Oh, no. Alone. No, I can't do that because the targeting won't let me. Because I am a TI who is in survival mode, and I think most TIs are in survival mode. So if you're in survival mode, then you can't have a normal life. At least that's my opinion. Okay, so I, actually, I have a video I'm going to post on a normal life because someone asked that question too um, on one of my YouTube videos. Um, Okay, well, I mean, I I have issues with that, to be honest, because <laughs> I, have, I have a hard time. I feel bad. Let me say it like that. I feel bad for TIs who feel like they can't do this and they can't do that because of well, the targeting. Well, actually, we can, but it'll be sabotaged. That's why I don't. Um, sabotage is real. It yeah, is it, real. It, I mean, I it can happens. do anything I want. I mean, I, I I have free will. I can do anything I want whenever I want. But when mm-hmm. I try to do it, believe me, they're going to be there waiting for me. Yes, that, that has been my experience, too, and probably most TIs. However, what they're doing is they're conditioning us to buy into learned helplessness. They're conditioning us to say, every time I go out the door, this happens, so I just won't go out the door. Okay, so you know. they, yeah, that's true, but 
I don't see it as helplessness because I do what I want to do anyway. Okay, good. That's what I was asking. That was the question. You know, whatever they do is no surprise to me. I expect it. I'm surprised when they don't do anything. That would be the surprise. Yeah, so when you say you can't do it because they'll sabotage. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that I can't do it. I'm saying that I don't do it. I choose not Why? to, so I don't Why? get disappointed. I mean, it could be happened? a wa- it could be a waste of time. It'll be a waste of time, a waste of money, and hurt feelings. So I avoid all that. I do what I want to do when I want to do it. Uh, I do what I need to do when I need to do it. Uh-huh. And. One of the biggest issues is is I'm always doing things by myself when I would rather be more sociable. I would rather do things with other people, mm-hmm. but but being isolated, that's not an option for me. Now, if there was another TI that was within two hours driving of me, I would be spending a lot of time with that TI. Not Where are you willing. located, if you don't mind me asking? I'm state? in Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, um, hmm. I mean, I go to Washington, D.C. I go to Baltimore. They're one hour. Well, they're, they're less than a two-hour drive. And I know lots of TIs in those areas, but... Okay. I don't know if you know this, but we've tried many times to form support groups, and they it, it always fails. And I think that's because of the mind control. Same here. Yeah, same here in, in the Bay Area. Um, a, a lot of it gets sabotaged. Within two hours' um, drive of me, there are over 100 TIs that I've known over the years or heard of over the years. But we can't come together because of the mind control. Yeah. Yeah, I've experienced that here, too, so I I know what you mean. Well, um, what I said on on my video, some of what I said on on my video that I did on this subject this morning, um, is that it would be nice, first of all, if we have any type of... uh, friendships, relationships, any family members we're still in touch with, even if you're not close with them, anybody you still have somewhat of a connection with, it would be good to strengthen that relationship if you can, um, because sometimes we meet people through people um, and be the friend that, you, that you're looking for. If you have someone that you're even talking to over the phone or chatting with on the Internet, you know, um, try to reciprocate whatever they're giving to you so that you can try to form a bond and, and become a support system to that person and they become a support system to you because it's really important for us to have these kind of social interactions. I would know, agree and, with that. Yeah. Um, but I'm just kind of stuck on the fact that you know, some people, not only you, and I've been there too, that we just don't 
set out to do things because we know that it is going to be sabotaged. And it, you're right, it usually is. But I kind of came to the point where I don't let that stop me anymore. I just go for it and whatever happens, happens because I just refuse to give them all that power. I know the signs of a perpetrator. And um, when I see those signs and I know I just need to cut it off. But they want well, you us know, to think each that it, one of us is in a different, it's not in the same program. And they're, the results they want for us is not the same. I've um, been aware of being targeted for many years, and mm-hmm. I know what their objective is as far as I am concerned. Mm-hmm. So as long as I'm not locked up or in a mental institution, I'm ahead of the game because that's, that's one of the things, that's one of their objectives. You know, they want to make me mad. They want me to retaliate. And then I will suffer the consequences. But I'm not going to get them. And I, I, I think that's for all of us. That's why they should set those, uh, put those triggers in place. Um, yeah, that is their goal for most TIs to get them in one of their systems, a uh, mental institution, a uh, jail, or you know, the children in foster care, or some sort of system, government system. So I understand that. So I think as long as we work on triggers. Um, and again, if people show signs that they're a perp, then you just X them out of your life. But um, well, you know what? Just because somebody shows signs that they're harassing you or targeting you, it doesn't mean they're a perp. They could just be mind controlled. Because I believe a lot of TIs are legitimate TIs, but they're just mind okay. controlled and they don't understand how the mind control works and how it's working yeah. on them. Yeah. Well, uh, this is how I look at it for my life. Whether or not a person is doing with whatever they're doing, perp activity under mind control, or they are a legitimate perp, I keep a watchful eye on it. I try not to just um, X people out of my life right away because I know that I tend to do that. I I just I just get rid of people. I just do that, you know. And I, that's probably mind control in itself because I've always been like that. I just I have no problem getting people out of my life. Um, but that's not good. That's not good. Um, so what I try to do is if I think somebody is perping me, I keep a watchful eye on it. And if it keeps coming up and it keeps coming up, and I've mentioned it or, or not, sometimes I may not, um, but it keeps coming up, then I know that I just, you know, it to me it doesn't matter if you are a legitimate perp or you're being mind controlled. I, I don't have room for it in my life. So if they're using you under mind control, then it's still not working for me. It's not going to work for me. I that's that's that. how I, and you know, that's I how agree I with that. you. Because when, um, when another TI, a person that I believe is a TI, uh, harasses me or participates in my harassment or targeting, I'll confront mm-hmm. them about it and I'll talk to them about it. And I'll try to get them to understand uh, how they're being influenced. And I'll just tell them, okay, you need to stop doing this if you want to be, uh, if you want to be friends with me, because that's all I'm looking for. And if you keep doing this, we are not going to be friends, and I'm not going to have anything to do with you. You have free Mm -hmm. will, you know, use it. Right. 
And a lot of times they won't. I mean, they'll just they'll keep up what they're doing, and that'll be the end of that. Yeah, that that just has to be the end, like you said, because you have we have to protect our minds because this whole thing is um, mind games, you know. And I'm not really one to play games, so you know it just won't work. If it's not going to work for you, it's not going to work. But there are situations, and and you know another thing I said on my video: if you're not um, meeting people like you would like to, uh, healthy people and forming healthy friendships and things, then put yourself in social situations. You know, even if you even if you are not making personal friends, but at least you're in social situations. Go to a beach, go to a park, you know, go play bingo, you know, go go to the gym. At least you're around people, you know, and, well, and you can say I don't a, want a to couple be around pleasantries. People. I don't want to be around people because wherever I go, everyone gets turned against me. And I'm not saying that everybody's participating in it. It's just the people that I come in contact with. Well, all of that is to discourage you, to, to discourage you from doing what I, I, you know, just speaking for myself, I've come to the point, I, everything you described, I get that too. People get, I get heavily targeted, trust me. And people get turned against me all the time, happens on a daily basis. But I don't let it stop me from enjoying my life the way I want to enjoy it. If I want to go, so I went to the movies yesterday, took the dog on a walk this morning, perps everywhere. You know, but it is what it is. It's not going to stop me. I'm still going to take the dog for a walk. I don't care, you know, and I I came to that point because they're not going to control my life. I'm just not going to have it. Well, I understand what you're saying, and and I agree with you. Sometimes I do just that. I mean, when Black Panther came out, nothing was going to stop me from going to the movies to see it, even if I went by myself, and I did, and I enjoyed it. And they let me know they were all around me, and I didn't care. Well, let me tell you, when I go places, when I go to the movies, the people behind me kick my chairs. They touch me. They do all kinds of security. I mean, they do all kinds of stuff. But I know that all of that is to discourage me from going to the movies, from going wherever I want to go, and I just don't let it stop me. I, I cross every bridge when I get to it. If that's what I have to deal with, I sure surely don't enjoy it. But I don't give it a second thought. When I want to go to the movies, I am going, period. And I'm going to take pictures if I need to. If somebody is violating me, harassing me, assaulting me, I'm going to take video, pictures, whatever, and I'm still coming back the next time. That's just the point that I came to because they were stopping my life. I was allowing them to control my life. I was staying in the house. I was afraid. And I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not voluntarily giving up my life ever again. I'm not doing well, that's it. That's one thing. I get all not. the police harassment, all of that. I get all of it. One thing I am not is I am not afraid. I just choose not to deal with the hassle. Or the disappointment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know mm-hmm. what's I know what to expect, and so I just avoid it. And what it does for me is it helps me maintain my sanity. I mean, I'm doing what I need to do to maintain my sanity. And a lot of okay. TIs, man, they'll throw themselves in a situation, and wow, they'll get mentally punished. Yeah. And I don't let that happen to me. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? Like you said, you have to do what you have to do to take care of you. That's right. Everybody needs to do what they need to do to survive and live a life. Okay, let me read from the chat room. Um, Melvin says, I can only deal with people off and on. Yes, you must be my long-lost twin brother, Melvin. <laughs> I'm like that, too. I can only take people in doses. I, uh, that's their loner the personality. Um, oh, Melvin says the thunder is really bad in this area. Oh, I hope it gets better. Um, and then Melba says, we can't let them take over our lives. Very true. And then guess four says, I don't let this situation hinder any of my life choices. I live as this, as though this is not an issue. Nobody knows about this in my life. Okay. That's good, I guess. Um Melba says, uh, I am the same way. I am taking classes back in college. Very good. I did that too. Took some night classes, and boy, oh, boy, was I hurt. Um, I can't let this stuff stop me from moving around. That's what Melba said in the chat room. Sometimes you have to take baby steps, yes, to push yourself forward. Very good. That's true. Um, Guess four says, I think people are stupid who make their choices on what they think is happening. It is the dumbest thing they can do. And I don't know what IMHO means. Um, Everybody is where they are with this. Um, And and like Melvin says, it's baby steps. It it took me a long time to get to the point where I just stopped caring about what the perps had to think or what they say. I don't consider them. When I when I am uh, wanting to do something, I don't consider them. I I consider me. I just I cannot consider them. But I have had those um, those moments, and I still do sometimes have those moments where I just say, you know what? I just I don't want to deal with that today. Or my mood, the mood that I'm in, tells me it's best not to deal with certain situations. So we do have to know ourselves. We really do. We don't want to get in a situation that that is hard to get out of. Okay. Anybody else? Who else is unmuted? I don't think I answered the second question. What was the second question? Oh, go ahead. Answer all of them. What was it? Let me go back and find it. One question is always, how was your week? Because we come here weekly, so how was your week? Uh, Let's see. Is it possible to maintain friendships outside of the TI community? If so, how do you do it? And also, should a TI report the targeting to some authority figure, the police, the FBI, the whoever? My response to that is, depends on what kind of targeting you're getting and where you're at, because in my case, the answer would be absolutely not, because they're all participating in my targeting. The police, the fire department, the EMTs, the hospital, doctors, everybody. Yeah. So that would, I mean, they want me to come to them, you know, with these crazy complaints. That's what they're waiting for. 
so I wouldn't do it. Although I, I pretty much I videotape just about um, wherever I go, whatever I do, I have a camera handy, and sometimes I just yeah. turn it on and leave it on. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, my thoughts on whether or not people should report it is I think that people should report it at least one time. I think that it should be recorded in an official place at least once, even though they are involved. Um, I have reported it many, many, many times, and but that was before I officially knew I was a TI. I just knew I was being harassed by the police for no reason. They were always somewhere around me, behind me, on the side of me, in front of me, like everywhere. I'm like, what the heck? And security guards, and I thought, well, wait a minute. This must be a case of mistaken identity or something. So I was going down to internal affairs every day after work. Every day. I'd go from work to internal affairs to pick up my kids and then go home. And I would not come out of the house because I was so afraid after that. Um, so I reported it a lot, and, and I finally realized that they're, they're involved, too, in my targeting because they would try to hit me with their car. Well, act like they didn't try because they would have done it if they wanted to. But they would make me think that they're about to run me over when I'm about to go into a turtle affair. It was just – it was horrible. That was a really hard time in my life. Um, and I used to go alone because I didn't know about any of this. But I, I, w- I would strong, and then from there I started going to City Hall and so on and so forth. But uh, I would strongly suggest that everybody gets it documented in an official place because I just think it should be recorded somewhere. If anything goes down, then I have it very well documented uh, with the city leaders uh, who have not helped. But it, it's there, you know, and I, I just look at, I look at that as maybe a, a safety measure on my behalf to say something is definitely going on. It, it would be nice that if people do go to the police. Now, I never went to the FBI. I heard people who have. But if people do go to the police, I would suggest that they take someone with them if they can. And if not, call someone on the phone. I've been on the phone with several people when they went to report it. You know, and um, and just get it documented. I think it's important. Yeah, in some cases, I would agree with it. When I was working, I'm retired now, but when I was working and being workplace mobbed, oh, my supervisor was so sick of my emails and my letters because every time they did something that I should have reported, I did. And I so if I ever got in trouble. I could show a pattern of harassment and mm-hmm. that the supervisors didn't do anything about my complaints. You know, I, so yeah, I agree with that. I, I was prepared when I was working, but mm-hmm. now I'm retired and you know, I, I just stay home and I do stay, I stay home a lot because I'm a homebody. So and it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. I'm comfortable. I wish I was retired. I can't wait to retire. Oh, I'm when so I was sick working, of dealing with this corporate stuff. That, when I was working, that was one of my biggest wishes. Boy, I sure will be glad when I can retire and I don't have to work anymore. Yeah, now I am. deal with all that corporate stuff. And you probably didn't know you were targeted when you were going through that workplace stuff, huh? Yeah, I did. I, 
I knew I was targeted since, well, I was positive I was targeted since like 2005 or so. Okay. But I think, but I think I've been targeted since high school. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things when you look back, huh? Yeah, yeah. When you look at it from a targeting perspective, then then it makes sense. Yeah. Why the things happened the way they did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? Who's speaking? I don't even know who's speaking. What's your name? Name is Rick, and we have oh, spoken Rick. before. Yeah. Hi. I just I talk to so many people. I forget voices sometimes. Okay. What else you want us to know, Rick? Uh, that's about it. I just wanted to answer your two questions and. One thing I've been wanting to tell every TI is that they need to micromanage their lives. I mean, every aspect. Because uh, your friend who died from the stomach cancer, if she had micromanaged... No, no virus. No, your friend... Your friend that uh, went to the doctor and the doctor wouldn't x-ray her stomach... She died of stomach cancer a couple of years ago. Who was that? Somebody Who died with stomach cancer? Somebody you were friends with and you, you didn't stay in touch with them. And one day a family member contacted you and told you that they had died. Not Christina. I don't remember who that was. I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah, you will. It'll come to you later because you talked about it on a couple of your calls. They died of stomach cancer? Well, she kept complaining of stomach pains. And I think you said it was stomach cancer that she died from. Yeah, yeah, stomach cancer. Okay, go ahead. It'll, It'll come back to me. But anyway, if she had micromanaged her medical issues, that could have been prevented. Because every time when I you, go to Okay, a, so what do you mean when you say that? I know what micromanage means, but what, how do we insert that into our lives? Okay. When I need to go to the doctors, I can get on the Internet and pull up Mayo Clinic or WebMD, put in my symptoms, and it will tell me what I should look for. And it'll tell me how the doctor is supposed, what the doctor is supposed to do for the symptoms. You know, what tests, uh, what questions he's supposed to ask, what's he supposed to do. I mean, I know all this before I go in. And a lot of times, yeah, I know the doctor, you know, could care less about what's wrong with me or healing me because I'll ask the questions that I learned on the Internet from WebMD or Mayo Clinic. And a lot of times, well, the last time I went for a problem with difficulty swallowing. So the ear, nose, and throat doctor, he was not going to give me an esophagram. But I looked it up and I read about it and I said, I bet you I need one of those. So So he was all done examining me and ready to send me on my way. But I asked him, why can't I have an esophagram? He says, you can have one. I says, okay, well, I'd like to get one. 
Mm-hmm. So we, he ordered the esophagram, and then I found out that I had a sliding hernia where my stomach and my esophagus connects. There's a blockage there. And the only way we would have known that is with the esophagram. Oh. So, but he was not going to order one until I insisted that he did. So let me ask you. Let me ask you a question because you mentioned something about not being able to swallow. What is that a symptom of? Because I go through that sometimes in the middle of the night where I can't swallow. Oh, that that could be dry dry throat. Okay. That's another. I have that issue as well. Well, that's I, what I thought it was, but then you mentioned some other stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe it's a symptom of something else. Oh yeah, well I have, I do have, I have dry throat. You know, I sometimes I got to get up and um, there's a over-the-counter medication you can take that wets your throat and keeps it wet for hours. Okay. Well, I usually have some water or something on my night table, and I just drink that, and I'm okay. Yeah. But sometimes I that's notice all that you it need. Happens. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So that's what you mean, like just just really know what the doctor should do for if your situation. If you're a target, it's a safe bet that they're not going to do everything they need to do to remedy your issue or keep you healthy. I know that's the case in my case, so that's why I go in prepared. And not only that, but some of my doctors recommend that I get certain procedures that my insurance won't pay for. So I will contact my insurance to find out, okay, the doctor recommended this procedure. Uh, For an example, I'll use a colonoscopy. I've had colonoscopies in the past, and Medicare will only pay for a colonoscopy once every 10 years. So I had one five years ago, and they recommended that I get another one for no reason, you know, other than to stick me with a a $5,000 bill because the insurance Uh wouldn't pay for it. So so that's another way you need to micromanage your your issues. You got to go in prepared because... They're, they want to do you bodily harm, and they want to do you financial harm. That's true. Well, I'll tell you what. After coming from the doctor a couple of times, I have looked at my online records because you can do a lot of this stuff online now. And I realized by looking at some test results and things that the doctor never told me, like, this was an issue or that was an issue. And so exactly. I had to go back to the doctor. Exactly. And they, I, every and time like, I always get um, a copy of my medical report and my doctor's visit and half the time there'll be stuff on there that he did not tell me about or discuss with me isn't that something i've noticed that too um ken are you there can you hear me looks like you have your hand raised yes i'm i'm here renata hey how are you not too bad renata i only want to say one thing if if everybody on this line would go, they need to see the movie Hillary's America, and then I think it'd wake up a lot of people about what's really going on in our country. Even though they're trying to expose Hillary, they're bringing out 
a lot of things that's going on in our country. So I, I went and seen and thought it was a very good movie. So is it at the movies or is it on YouTube? No, it was at the movies. I don't I don't think it's on YouTube yet, but it it may be, but it's on but they would only let him put it out in select movies, so you have to look in your area and see where it, who's got it on. You know, he's the guy that, okay. when he did he did one on Obama and they put him in jail. Uh, I'll tell us his name. Uh, D'Souza. And then Trump came by and pardoned him here about four or five months ago, so. Oh. It's called Hillary, what is it called? Hillary's America. Hillary's America. Okay. I'm about to check that one out. And really, the way I look at it, I don't think there's any difference between a Democrat and a Republican. As far as I'm concerned, they're all the same. All they do is lie to us and won't take our freedoms away. But at least they, when they're true. putting these video, these movies out, and he says it's all true, and he tells you where you can find the information and all that at, at least he's exposing both parties when he does it. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. But anyway, I'll I'll just get back off here and just listen, Renata. Okay, you're welcome to talk. It's okay. It's up to you. Well, I don't, I don't really have too much to say. So. Can I ask okay. Ken a question? Ken, are you open sure. to questions? Sure. Sure. Have you heard from Darlene Miles uh, lately? Uh, I, since she closed it up, I've, I've never talked to Darlene. I don't know if she's, I guess she's still living. She don't call me, but uh, Dane Bresco told me he talked to her here a few months ago, so I guess she's still around. Okay, well, I was just curious. Yeah, she was a good person. I think she's highly tortured. As as most as most of us are, so. But one one thing I can tell you one thing, I never let them tell me I can't do something because I'm going to do what I want to do because they're going to do what they want to do. If I want to go out someplace, I, I'm not. I don't like to stay around home unless I'm on the computer. I get out. I got friends that are not that don't think they're targets, but they are. A lot of them are, and I tell them about this stuff and talk to them and. And, and let them know, you know, it's coming to you. I had a woman that she said that they were recruiting in her church. Now, this Wednesday, when we go back to our meeting, I'm going to find out who's recruiting. I said I gave her a copy of a DVD about, I forget the nun's name that was blowing the whistle on the Catholic church. And she told me, my pastor, after he sees this, he, he's going he, to change his mind. So I got to ask her who is doing the recruiting. But I told her your pastor will not change his mind. I said you got to realize that your pastor is being paid, and he all his sermons has got to be approved through the Homeland Security. So he he's not going to. Change. Oh really? He's Ken? All wait 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 wait. Ken Ken back up. All the sermons have to be approved by Homeland Security. Where'd you get that from? Oh, that's been known fact for a long time, Renata. You know, not the, well, now, the church. I know, I know, I do know that when they get that that government stipend, uh, there are certain things that they can't talk about. I guess that's what you mean. Yeah. Right, 
If they talk about them, then they lose their 501c3. Right. What government stipend true. are you talking about, Renata? I thought they were just tax exempt. Homeland Security is going to. And Homeland Security actually oversees the 501c3s now. And and that's a Nazi oh. program. Uh, yeah, no, I know that they get the 501c3. I did a video on, on that about two years ago. So I do know about that. Um, but I thought you were speaking of something else. Yeah, no, they, they don't touch certain subjects. I said in that video that I did, I lived, I grew up in the hood, you know, you guys already know that, where there was lots of crime. And um, I grew up going to church. And even as a, a teenager, I guess I was some sort of awakened a little bit, you know, not as much as I am now, but a little bit. And I just remember sitting in church as a teenager saying, well, how come they don't talk about the guys that got shot last night or the girls that got raped or all the drug dealing that's happening on the corner. I just couldn't understand that as a teenager. Like, why are they not talking about the stuff that's really happening where I live, you know, which is right up and the street from where the church is? As, as but now, really, now Renata, all, Renata, all the preachers, the pastors in the churches, especially in the black mm -hmm. neighborhoods, they should be asking and telling their congress, their, their people come to pay them and listen to them, how come they put all the abortion, biggest part of the abortion clinics are in the black community? How come all the drugs go to black community? It's because mm -hmm. they, they want to destroy the black community. But you know, even your black pastor, he's not going to tell you that. Very true. So I, I don't like the white pastors either, to be honest with you. I don't like the black ones. I don't like the white ones. I've seen... I'm going to send you a video of this pastor from Tennessee. He's the only one I've ever seen that I, if I was in Tennessee, I'd go by his church because I put in the comments, are, th is there, are there any target individuals in your church? So I'm going to see if he answers them. But I'm going to send you one of his sermons over. So make sure a lot of people don't, they don't, I don't get any response back on my email. So I'm going to start cutting down on them because I don't even know if people even open them up or not. But this one here would be one being good for you to listen to this guy. Because he, I, I don't think he's a 501c3 because he's telling, what he's telling his people in that church, he can't be a 501c3. Or they, I'm surprised they hadn't come and got him in the black suit. There was one on YouTube that I used to listen to, and actually he had close to a million followers. His name was Pastor uh, Pastor Darwin, I think it was. And one of the people who used to come to this call actually told us about him. He was on fire. He talked about everything. I don't think he knew about targeted individuals per se, but he talked about all the New World Order stuff. And he, I mean, he talked about everything. Do you know he died about four or five months ago? He died. And I think... The the people at his church are not saying what he died from. It's something really strange because they they won't tell people what he died from. And a lot of the YouTube community was was um, going on their YouTube page and saying, well, what happened to Pastor Darby? What did he die from? Like he had a lot of love out here. People really like he woke a lot of people up. Even though it wasn't about targeting, but it was New World Order stuff. And no one is really saying what he died from. 
for whatever reason, the people at the church were saying that they believe he's going to come back and he's going to tell what he died from. I'm like, that's that's weird. But he's yeah, that, weird, so I don't know. I yeah, don't know they, if they, they hit him with some direct energy. I don't know what happened, but the man died. Okay, Renata, I'm, a, I'll, let, I'll get off here and let somebody else get on, but look for it because I'm going to send you that that video. It's on YouTube of this pastor. So. Okay, yes, please do, Ken. Thank you, and I'm going to look for your videos. I just miss a lot of my email, so but I'm going to look for it. Okay, thanks, Renata. Thank you. Bye. Okay, Renata? I muted someone. Who was that? Go right ahead. Hi, Renata. It's Lauren. How you doing? Hey, Lauren. Good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I just uh, briefly want to let everyone know. I heard from Darlene Miles just last month. She popped in on one of my podcasts. She's hanging in there, but unfortunately, that podcast, after I talk to you, still says processing, and he won't release it, so I'm being curved. And I do agree with you and Ken Rhodes about the uh, ministers. In fact, on YouTube, from the Israel United in Christ, they have a YouTube showing a tape, a special type of conference, T.D. Jacob, in which he's trying to uh, come back at the prophets on the street saying, I'm tired of junk food uh, generations trying to turn themselves into prophets and church on potato chips. But none of the precepts that they uh, debated about he could meet. Again, I, he's losing um, his congregation. In mass, a lot of people are not going to these mega churches anymore with the conscious raising, you know what I mean, these Hebrew Israelites that are coming up. People are questioning, and they're starting to really read the Bible precept by precept instead of that middleman, which would be your priest or your preacher, and go by with just what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? Which they're not telling right. a lot of things in structuralized churches. They're really not. I feel like I learned more on my own about God, about what 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 it is, than I ever learned in the church all my life, really. So hmm. that's just, my again, my experience. Um, and that's about it, Renato. Thank you. No problem. Thank you, Lauren. Okay, um, area code 612. Go right ahead. Um, hello, this is just a refer- reference to what they were talking about in the churches earlier. Um, I met, uh, well, I know someone in uh, Long Island, New York, and she was talking about how she worked for the Catholic Church, and uh, all the members were required to submit their fingerprints and register with the Department of Homeland Security a while back. What? Yep. How long ago was this? Oh, I don't know the exact date. She said she did it a while ago. This is um, a gal with targeted justice. Wow. You know, yeah, I, 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 I talked believe to her fairly have... regularly. And um, there there seems to be a lot going on with the Catholic Church more than just the corruption. Uh, I, I was someone who um, actually uh, ended up in the hospital. I did a remote video. Um, last I saw it was still the most popular video is how it's uh, basically apprehended out all 72-hour hold, and I ended up getting released like a month later, court-ordered release, and they weren't able to diagnose me with anything. It was taken on false charges, but what happened years before is I was on the Indian reservation, and one of the high-level people said um, there were um, 600,000 foreign forces there ready to um, take over control. After they took over the water supply, martial law would be declared. Um, and they take over. 
apparently they're like in deep underground military bases, but there was a priest that also heard this, and it seems like he's running scared now. And this is in Fargo, and so we were trying to get people to call this bishop in Fargo saying, hey, they're apprehending people saying that um, – uh, they're taking people say, on false charges saying they're mentally ill. Uh, Christianity is a mental illness. They're being forcibly chipped, which I was. Uh, they're doing covert chipping, and Sanford's getting in trouble, I guess, for this in uh, parts of California as well. And apparently, can I, can I ask uh, you a question? Can I ask you a question? Huh? Yeah. Hello? I, I would like to ask yeah? you a question. Where were you, where were you forcibly chipped at? Was this in the hospital, or did you know it was One happening? At the first time, I didn't know what was happening, but um, the second time, it looked like it was being set up for organ harvesting. I actually felt them inject that in my arm. They didn't notify me of it, but I could actually feel it in there when it was done. And when I left, the chips started going off as I was released, which would start to make sense to me why um, when I was quartered released, the doctor was shaking, uh, her voice was cracking, she almost seemed like she was crying. She seemed scared to death. And I think that's because all the chips, even the ones on my feet, are starting to come out. And everywhere I go, it's like nobody wants to give me help. And I have a load of documents, it seems a load of evidence, and several attempts on my life since then. And I can't get help anywhere. And I think it would be an open and closed case. And it doesn't seem like I can get anywhere no matter where I go. And I even had friends in the legal profession. And so we were calling for the bishop for help, and this guy just wants to answer any any phone calls. He's stalling. It seems like he's hiding. And when you look back, this guy is from the, uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And if uh, I don't know if you follow, like, uh, David Scherter. He was trying to expose a lot of this pedophilia and some of the stuff that was dealing with the um, Franklin scandal. Well, if you look at the Franklin scandal, it was the church working with the state, supplying Bohemian Grove uh, was one of the places, and the White House with uh, basically a prostitution rank of young kids. So it was both the mm -hmm. church working with the state. We're, uh, that one gal, gal Schaefer, I think it's Cheryl or Cynthia Schaefer, she was out of um, Georgia. She was a senator that's trying to expose mm -hmm. all the kids being taken through CPS. And we're talking close to a million kids a year that are going missing through CPS. And Omaha, Nebraska was missing like seventy or 80,000. Well, this guy is from there. He's mm -hmm. from the central hub of that area. And it seems like he's just dragging his feet. And he doesn't seem to care that uh, Christianity is now viewed as a mental illness and people are being forcibly chipped. He won't answer the phone calls. So it seems like this guy is a person of concern. And then the priest that I ran into that also heard from a different source about the 600,000 foreign troops. I have called him, and it seems right now um, he's running scared as well. But when I went to him and he admitted that he heard this already, I had a witness with me. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on <laughs> with the church, and I think the church is being taken down. But I think part of it, yeah, the church is, much of the church is evil, no doubt about it. But I think the people who are investigating this, the state are just as guilty as the church are, and they're going to whitewash a lot of it. And they're going to try to make well, them they definitely like need to get they definitely need to get a hold on all those priests that are going around molesting all these children, which they've been doing for centuries now. But they need to no hold doubt. them accountable. But we also can't let them... Uh, the people are looking at them, what's looking in Fargo, is it looks like there's a, a child trafficking ring, if you look through Timothy Olmstead, that's going through Grand Forks, so just a little north of Fargo, and who's running it? 
it looks like the police department's running it. And they're working in conjunction with the judiciary, and they're working with uh, a Minnesota side. They're not just Red River County on North Dakota. It's also looking Cass County, Clay County, and it's starting to look Ottertail County, which is the county I was in. And they tried to pick me up on a welfare check like three weeks ago because I actually called and asked for the number of the ombudsman to um, make a complaint. I wasn't even telling them why. I was going to use it to make a complaint about what happened to me in the hospital. And they said, well, they, it's like they knew who I was already. And they go, they shipped me around to give me all these wrong numbers and then con- tried to connect me with the Department of Labor. And when I called back and I was upset about it, they did a welfare check. I just said, I want a real number. I know there's an ombudsman that deals with this. And uh, they weren't willing to give me the number, and they said, well, there's no one on any medical aid that is allowed to have one. And then I called later on when I found another number, and they said what they told you is not true, and you shouldn't have been connected with the Department of Labor. So everything they told me was a lie, and it's looking like the people were trying to prevent me from getting the number. Their county is also included with the uh, problem of the kids missing. Hmm. It looks like the counties are working with the church. Yeah, I believe that. Yes, definitely. This is not just isolated. They're they're coming up in some of the stuff because you got to realize a lot of this is in the dark occult. With the dark occult, much of these people in these higher level positions, it's looking primarily in the judiciary, are part of this. And there's a guy, uh, James Rothstein, that isn't far from here that I've been talking to that was dealing with human trafficking. And he said he's had four congressional hearings so far. And every time he gets to the uh, to a certain level, they all get shut down. He goes, all because of human compromise. All the gates and avenues that we are taking, they own them. So the people that you report this to are the people who are involved with it. So it gets shut down. Yeah. What 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 state do you live in? I'm in Minnesota. Okay. I, I was taken across state lines to go to the special hospital. Looks like I was being set up for organ harvesting, and they're starting to find uh, tracks of organ harvesting with this in various parts. And part of it is covered up with um, uh, a good interview was George Webb. It was done on the Kelly 67, and he's not necessarily a TI guy. But all of a sudden, you get to the 40-minute mark, and they talk about TI being used for organ harvesting, how we're set up in that program right away. And he goes on for about a half an hour explaining how the system's set up. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it gets, it gets organ, pretty sinister. Organ harvesting is real. I know that organ harvesting does happen. It's, it's very real. Oh, they, they were setting me up for it. Uh, you think sorry. so? Oh, um, the medical records I got, um, they were trying to take me on false charges. I wasn't allowed to submit witnesses. I wasn't allowed to submit evidence. I wasn't allowed to um, – the court mandated that I was supposed to get my medical records, and I wasn't allowed them. And then they changed my diagnosis a dozen times, and after being a month there, they still couldn't give me a diagnosis. And they were going to force drug me before the hearing. And even though they almost killed me five times in the hospital going through anaphylactic shock, giving me um, foods that I was allergic to and had reactions to, um, they immediately were laser-focused on my heart. And three weeks before I even had my hearing, they were sending vaccine uh, and um, sending by, I believe it was uh, some sort of medical taxi, my blood sample to the asylum that I was already committed to on paper. 
which I later, which I found out years before through a mutual friend. Her husband was part of the fire department. He had a friend part of the police department. And there's an underground facility in there, an underground medical facility that's underneath that asylum. Hmm. Now, what 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 made them um, put you in an asylum? Do you know? Was it were, was anybody? Did anybody like uh, do that to you, like a relative or something? Call for a welfare well, check they, or they something? Pull, they they pull, um I ended up in the hospital, and immediately they same had a system set up. They said like I tested positive for marijuana, and I never used the stuff. Um, I said that uh, what happened is I think I had a very aggressive case of Lyme, where my intestines shut down. That's what happens in your final stages. What actually happened is I think it was kind of a directed energy attack where it could feel, you know, those waves of radiation coming upon you, like that non-ionizing radiation, where it hits you to a point where you can't stand and you can't breathe. Um, if you look at the yeah. one YouTube video, Corey Smith, is this my last video? That was the exact same thing they did to me. And when I went in there, they couldn't believe I was still alive with the electrolyte numbers I had. They said they had never seen anyone still alive who had those numbers. And it seemed like they already had the apparatus in place to put me there. And when I was under, they just chipped me up in every direction. And I could actually feel the chips in my ears. It's like they're almost poking out of my ears. I could actually feel them oh when my feet vibrate. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sorry to hear and uh, Sanford, Sanford Hospital has a, um, they opened up this thing called Mad Labs in South Dakota, and they're connected with it. And it's an underground facility. It's through an old gold mine. It's in uh, Lead or Lead, South Dakota. It's outside of uh, Spearfish. And what it is is um, they have an agreement with the Department of Homeland Security for brain augmentation of people. That's chipping. And then it seems to work with an AI system of uh, kind of like the Skynet thing of um, monitoring people. Mm. It's looking like the chipping people yep. like yep. mad in these hospitals. And um, the bishop doesn't seem to care. It looks like he's a dark fellow. And then the other guy who is aware of the troops that are already here uh, seems to be running scared now. Yeah. Man. Okay, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope, do you live alone? Are things getting a little bit better for you? No, I have a, same here with a friend, you know. Um, they made sure that I wasn't treated, so, you know, I can barely walk from one room to another. They made sure that my Lyme disease wasn't treated or anything like that and tried to make it sound like it was crazy and not treat me. Uh but uh, I'm still alive. When I when I left the hospital, they the brakes were cut in the car. Since then, um, the mm-hmm. brakes have gone in about a year. They've gone on the car four times. Uh, bizarre uh, experiences. Wow. I think several have been placed in my on my life. Um, trouble with gas leaking in the house. I mean, all kinds of stuff. The smart dust in this house is just absolutely thick. But uh, what I'm trying to do is, when I was in that hospital. One-third and one-half the people that were being processed through there were targeted individuals. And that's why I'm trying to bring attention to this. And that's why I was trying to get people yeah. to call the bishop's office and say, you know, why aren't you doing something? Is the reason you're not doing something is because uh, you're from this area of Nebraska right now that's being uh, investigated. 
because right now, believe it or not, it's looking like um, possible 11 Cardinals may be dismissed because one was censored by Benedict, and as soon as this recent guy got in, he reinstated him. So don't... I don't think this has to be missed on anybody. Never let a good crisis go to waste. So we have probably 11, who knows how bad, cardinals. And do you think this guy's in office, he's going to bring in better ones? He's probably going to try to bring in someone like this guy from uh, Omaha, Nebraska, where this area is where all this nasty stuff is coming from. Uh, Missouri, Illinois, Vermont, New York, um, Nebraska, all these places are listed as bad. Um, I believe Pennsylvania is another one, and Washington, and they're going through. They'll probably go through all the states. But the thing is, when it's all done, are they going to be putting nastier people that are in lines? Okay, they may have to take some people out, but you know we got to try to expose the ones that we know right now. And try, I'm trying to get people to call this bishop's office in Fargo, North Dakota, and ask why doesn't he care that people are being taken on false charges, that Christianity is now viewed as a mental illness and people are being forcibly chipped. Where is his voice in this? Is it because uh, mm-hmm. there seems to be a mounting evidence? Is he working with the police department and Grand Forks that are trafficking kids? Is he working with these people? Are the people who are investigating the child trafficking the same people who are running it? Are they going to be investigating you? Now, I'm mm-hmm. asking people to call and just place this question before it's at St. Mary's Cathedral in Fargo, North Dakota. And I'm asking, will people call and um, talk about my video that's on Ramola D? It's Kimberly Arth uh, with North Dakota Malpractice and in Minnesota. And the number for um, uh, the bishop's office is 701-235-4289. Ask him why isn't he doing anything about this. Is it because he's part of the problem? You know, his silence says a lot. I've had a lot of people try to call him over a long period of time, and it's dead silence. And I mean, especially during the period we're in now. So, mm-hmm. You know, actions speak better than words. And I'm asking people one more time, if you get a chance, if you could please call this office and ask why he's not, because I have talked to priests in that cathedral themselves, and they know about targeted individuals. They know that the situation with us is real. These are not clueless people. They're aware of targeted individuals. And so oh, all of a sudden yeah, he's saying silence for nothing. So um, once again, I'm asking people, please call and ask, you know, hey, why aren't you doing anything about this? People are being taken, you know, right across the street from you. And the number again is 701-235-4289. And once again, it's 701-235-4289. And I don't want to do shameless plugs, but um, Meg's V, uh, that's M-E-E-G space B, improved the uh, sound on my Ramola D video because they mess with the sound a bit, and it explains what they're doing under these false 72-hour holds. We do not seem to be realizing that the foreign troops are here. Part of the roundup is happening is happening through the 72-hour holds. People are being apprehended now, and they're disappearing. We've got to act now. The only thing that we can slow down the system that's already in place to stop these 72-hour holds. We're being taken, and this this program is a death program. People, we got to wake up and we got to do something, and I think this is probably a, a good example. And my video shows how I got out of there, but as far as I know, I'm the only one who got out of there. 
without a diagnosis and not being forcibly drugged. And I was all set up with organ harvesting. They owned my judge. They owned all the doctors. And uh, they owned my lawyer. There was a how long were you there? How, how, long were, how long were you there? Over, over a month. I saw over a dozen doctors and psychologists. And when I was all done, the morning before I was released, uh, a doctor of psychology came in. Her name was Jessica... Je- uh, Oh, what was it? Jessica Jones. And it was Jessica Jones. And she asked me if I would take a 300-point test, which could fit in a question test, which would only be the MMPI, because I'm aware that I was a psychology major and I also worked in the halfway house for schizophrenics. And when they found that, found out about that, they immediately dropped the schizophrenia diagnosis. And then they got kind of all mom and they got really confused on what to diagnose me. And she asked me if I would take that test so they could find out what was wrong with me. This is after seeing over a dozen of them for over a month. And every time I saw them, I addressed them with, how is it that each one of them, because I want it on record, how is it that I can be under here and false charges on the accusation of a woman who is mentally ill on medication right now for mental illness, on disability for mental illness, and under, under psychiatric care? And each one was just like, um, what are your short-term goals for the day? They give me this classified <laughs> stare and go off and something else. And one doctor, the head of psychiatry, said, well, that doesn't matter. Even your neighbor can turn you in. People don't realize that we, we're being turned in right now on anonymous tips. Right. Well, we've already been turned in somewhere. Yeah. So once again, please, people, call and ask if anything else. Expose this guy. You know, why should these uh, some of these bishops and cardinals be, take, be taken out and now so only bring something worse in? If this guy isn't doing anything and he's not saying anything about this, something has got to be done. People, please try to go around, try to see whatever you have to do to try to get through. Um, I've, tr- I've left messages. I've done everything. It doesn't count unless you actually talk to someone. And the number is 701-235-4289. And once again, it's 701 or excuse me, 701-235-4289. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. And I hope things uh, start to look up for you, get better. It's it's, um, it's been rough, else? but um, I, I, I really ask people to look at my videos, especially on the organ harvesting on Meg's B and how she improved my sound and Remolody, because I think it would be very beneficial because many of us are taken through the 72-hour hold on false charges and to see how I was able to get out. And as far as I know, I was the only one who was able to get out. Now, where, without, where, where can we find where can we find your video? It's, it's on YouTube. It's under Ramola D Reports. Uh, look under most popular videos, and it should be the first one up there. It's Kimberly Arth. And but if you go to Migs B on YouTube, she did the same thing. If you type in Kimberly Arth, um, North Dakota malpractice or Stanford or something, um, you can go in there, and I'm on there as well. 
they throw us abuse, so, you know, my views don't go up anymore. And they took a lot of my likes away and added dislikes and things like that because they're mad at it. But that will tell you how okay. I got out. And I, I highly I highly recommend it to everybody because I had enough of a legal background coming from it and I had enough psychology background coming from both sides where I could see how this was coming from both angles where I was able to walk out. And they were doing everything, even not allowing me to uh, make phone calls. Once you're in there, yeah, people terrible. may not know you're in there. So you have, you have to really work at this. I walked in there, you know, I was praying to God, God released me. I'm telling you, uh, certain miracles happen at particular times. you, you got to call on the Lord, or I, I think you're screwed from the beginning. But uh, I was able to make it out. It can happen, but uh, I think I'm probably the only person that made it out of that hospital, period. And there was one guy that was in there with me. Uh, mm-hmm. He was being set up for it. I don't think he understood what he was entirely being set up for. And he was a former military guy, and what he was involved with was a genocide program the United States was um, taking out in Afghanistan, where they're rounding up men, women, and children, digging trenches and blowing a hole through their head and just burying them. And he said, and this is as of last April, we're talking over a year ago, so like a year and a half ago, he said that there were eight fully operational camps in this country that he knew of. We're we're being eliminated. A lot of people, when we're incarcerated, uh, there's a reason that those 200,000 are missing in uh, L.A. There's a gal, uh, T.I. Lynette, out of uh, L.A. She was talking about how uh, she saw 200,000 uh, 200, um, homeless are missing in that area, and she saw a group of them uh, being apprehended by police that were in L.A. police, police uniforms, and they were all speaking Russian. Mm. Wow. Interesting. People, please wake up. We don't have have a lot of time. Hmm? Huh? I was going to say, I do think that they, well, I know that they have foreign people targeting us. You were saying that they were speaking Russian. They may have Uh, been from Russia. Oh, they most likely were Russians. I'm telling you right now, um, Dave Hodges reported this a long time ago. Um, not far from here, probably about an hour and a half, is Camp Ripley. Years ago, I met two drunk Masons who helped build the camp there. And then years later, there was this uh, gal that I knew from church. Her son was, had been on that uh, camp for like six, eight years with the National Guard. And he was laughing at it, saying, you know, if that was there, I'd know all about it. Well, before he was decided that he wasn't going to re-enlist, and so he started going down uh, this train tracks. And there were all these lines saying restricted area, nobody allowed past this point, uh, turn back. He kept going past those signs again and again and again. And finally he hit this clearing and he said there were a ton of crematoriums back there. They even have mobile crematoriums, I guess. And then Dave Hodges on the Common Sense Show reported years ago that there's Russian troops on that base. And then he also reported how years ago Years ago, there were fires out in Colorado Springs, and they were saying, oh, thank heavens that the Russians were here in joint exercises while these fires broke out because we were able to take 35,000 families and round them up and put them up in safety camps. Hmm. And then there's this guy, Galitzin, who wrote this book, New Lies for Old. 
And what was he talked about how the Russians would fake that they uh, lost the war, and then what would happen is they would come in stealthily in this country, and they'd burn parts of it, and then through natural disasters and various other things, they would put people on these camps, and that's how we'd be liquidated. Well, um, how did they know to build these camps in these strategic areas years before these disasters happened? And they're finding yeah, that most of these true. disasters are arson, especially in your area of California. Uh, what was that guy in, in PlainTruth.info? He did an uh, article like um, two and a half months ago. He, he's talking about how the homeless, I think it was Santa Clarita or Santa Rosa, I think it was Santa Rosa, how um, 200,000 of them are missing. And uh, there was a doctor saying that there's correlations. It seems like uh, there's a connection with doctors and organ harvesting with the missing homeless. I know that a lot, as I think especially L.A., they were saying that a lot of homeless people just disappeared and nobody knows where they are. They have to go and somewhere. Probably, I used to work with the homeless yeah, population in Minnesota. Uh, I used to work in the homeless they, population in the Twin Cities. There's only so many places you can go. You have no place to go. Typically, you stay where you are. And there was a lottery system set up in the Salvation Armies and various other things. And you find out when these satanic holidays go up, all of a sudden there's a roundup of all these people, and they take them into these facilities. And then all of a sudden the streets are clean for quite a while. There aren't any homeless. And I noticed that again in um, Germany when I was there. That's when I first noticed it because it was so in your face. And then BP Earthwatch uh, did it, I believe it was 2000. 15, he did the article, or 2016, and it goes, 5,000 missing immigrants. Look up that article, and it talks about how the immigrants are being taken, uh, and it's looking like organ harvesting, and it's not just some nobodies who are saying this. These are two uh, German politicians who are saying that this is being done. Well, I'm going to tell you this, this which is city is scaring me. Uh, what, I'm going to tell you which city is scaring me right now with the homeless, and that's San Francisco. They have a new mayor, and... Um, She's pretty scary. Everybody likes her because she came from the hood, and a lot of people know her, but her plan for the homeless is scary to me. She she says that they all have to be, all the homeless people have to be identified, and they have to have a guardian, or they'll be put in a mental institution. And most homeless people probably will not have a guardian. But they, they want, and you know, the homeless population is one population that um, is not necessarily accounted for. Like everybody else is pretty much accounted for except for some of them. Maybe some of them are because uh, they've been in institutions or whatever. But a lot of them are not. And so they really want to get them on some sort of paperwork. And I, I just don't agree with her plan. It's kind of scary to me. Well, that one guy that I told you were... There were eight fully operational camps, many more in these major cities, and from my understanding, San Francisco is one of them. Supposedly, you guys are the satanic capital. Uh, that's kind of what's going on with that Presidio area. And uh, to open yeah. up what they believe are the gates of hell, what you need is an incredible um, amount of bloodshed. And so that's basically what they're doing. So they register them, and then all of a sudden disappear. That's how what's happening with... Uh, What's concerned about the Catholics registering on Long Island where they have to be fingerprinted and registered with the Department of Homeland Security is that's what Hitler did to the Jews before they were apprehended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty scary. 
If we just take a look well, around our communities, there's a lot going on in most communities with all this construction, and they're doing a lot of Agenda 21 stuff. It's really happening right before our eyes. They've been eliminating people for a long time, it. and no one's been noticing. That's true. Uh, look at that. I think it's David Pilates or Pilates missing 411. There's an incredible amount of missing people. Just what's reported are a million people every year and something like 900,000 kids. That's just what they report missing. That's not what's, they're not, they're not reporting what's missing on CPS. They're trying to squash that. That's just your regular mom and pop saying, where's my kid? We're, we're not talking about all the mm -hmm. undocumented homeless that are missing. They don't want to include those. And then there's that guy, um, Alexander Bachman, who supposedly, I believe, is a Baptist minister on uh, the side of Mexico. He was uh, doing an interview with a fellow, I think it's Lieutenant Colonel S.C. or Greg Rinich, I think the guy was named was. He supposedly claimed he was working in black ops. And they were talking about entire missing towns. They were talking about refrigerator trucks with kids uh, in them with all their organs missing that he was talking about. Um, what? Along the border, mass graves, five and 10,000 uh, people. Oh, yeah. Look him up, Alexander Bachman. This has been going on for a long time. What's the and name? One of the reasons they wanted the border open is they wanted free sacrifices there. Not all those people make it across. Look at the 47,000 kids that Glenn Beck was saying, oh, we should welcome them with teddy bears and soccer balls. And all of a sudden they're in this detention camp somewhere in the Four Corners area. And then all of a sudden some congressman tries to go and see them. And all of a sudden they hold, all disappear. Hold, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can, hold on a second. Can you tell me that person's name again? Is that person on YouTube? Uh, yeah, Alexander Bachman. What's the person? Alexander Bachman. Sometimes he's on like the Dr. Eagle show, I think, too. He's, he's been around. I'm not a okay. real uh, listener to his show regularly, but I caught some of his shows where he just happened to be on it. He's talking about this stuff, and it's like, holy cow. Wow. People are disappearing like mad, okay, and nobody seems to notice. Yeah, look him up, Alexander Bachman. Well, mainly, be, main, mainly, mainly because the mainly because most of the homeless people are not in regular contact with people, so you don't notice because you don't know them. Well, that's why I'm concerned about when I'm trying to make people really aware of what's going on. That's why they try to make us homeless, so nobody knows notices we're missing. When I was in that hospital, one of the guys who was homeless, and if you start looking into this targeting and you start looking at this organ trade, I think a very good guy who was talking about it for the end was um, Dick Gregory. He was going to the LA riots where, okay, they arrested 18,000 black youths, okay. Now they say they arrested 8,000. Where did the 10,000 go? He goes, I have evidence that they were taken to a um, uh, Coast Guard island off of Oregon and all the organs were harvested. A lot of these guys, um, and I actually met people, is you're going to be taken when you protest. There's white trucks that are re ready to take you. And then you get taken to a special spot okay. and you just disappear. Uh, the people were uh, a friend of mine. She's involved with a guy who was um, in North and South Dakota, and they were protesting at Standing Rock for the pipeline. And when a lot of those people were arrested, they disappeared, and nobody knows what happened to them. They're just gone. A lot of these protests, a lot of people go missing, and nobody knows where. 
and nobody questions anything because they're not yeah. reported on the news because, hey, that's a case of national security. We better mm. realize that we're in a death program and we're we're in the final stages here. People want to talk about, you know, well, call your senator, whatever. You know, these people are all in on it. They already know about this. That's why they're in those positions, according to James Rothstein. They were put in there because they're compromised. And one of his um, one of his uh, informants, he was a raven. And what that is, is it's a homosexual prostitute that works for the CIA, which was compromising politicians, ambassadors, uh, anyone that they felt had some sort of significance that they needed to be compromised. And so you said he had to do some of the most disgusting stuff imaginable, but it's all caught on film. So if they need something done by them in the future, judges, whatever, it'll go their way how they want it done. And if it's not, the stuff is going to come out or they're going to end up dead. And he, when he was asked, I remember hearing on the power hour, he goes, during, that's what they were doing during the Watergate scandal. Nixon was trying to break into Watergate to get the list of all the pedophiles that were in the Democratic Party. It wasn't just, you know, just some regular scandal. I mean, that would have been huge back in the 70s. You know, pedophiles? Are you kidding? Congressmen, senators were pedophiles? And he was asked, how many are there in our Senate and Congress that are pedophiles? And he said 70% were. And she goes, well, how many do you think are today? Without batting an eye or wasting time on taking another breath, he said 100%. Mm-hmm. Wow. And there's loads of evidence connecting well, our current president with evidence to islands. Yeah, you said something about, um, you know, we're in the last days or the end times or something like that. And that that is true. Um, you know, they, they definitely are bringing this whole New World Order home. You know, it's, 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 they're wrapping it up. We can see that. Uh, and that's yeah. why we... But I'm saying we really can't lie down and say, go ahead. What, you know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I was going to say something. We really need to have our lives right with God because you were saying, you know, how they, they'll be rounding people up and things like that. We need to not fear that, but we need to have our lives right with God. So no matter what happens, we know that we are going to live on in the kingdom of God because um, something definitely is going on, you know, and, and, and they, they yeah, are disappearing I'm people. I agree with that. I'm getting angry with people living in fear, afraid to stay, stand up for this stuff, because the more that we live in fear and not do something, the worse it's going to get. And when I was in Germany, the people... All the people asked, you know, why didn't you do something during those times? And they said, well, we didn't know what was going on or, you know, if we said anything, we'd be taken too. And it's just like those people now are reviled. They're absolutely reviled. And I can tell you now after being there, those camps were never shut down. They went, to, they moved them to underground facilities and they never closed. They kept moving the homeless through them. And that's why they want all the immigrants through there. They think they're opening the gates of hell, and in the occult, they believe gate number 911, which deals with Revelation 911, and Gematria supposedly means opening the pits of hell. They believe 911 is in Germany, and through that, opening those gates, the demon number 11 deals with mind control, and they can control everything, and through uh, these 72 demons, they can open these gates, and they're going to bring through their new age. That's why I believe people, people be are in the camps right here in the U.S. I think there are people in FEMA camps right now here in the U.S. 
There are people they've been liquidating in FEMA camps for decades, and people don't seem to care or notice. I believe that. Most of these, most of these facilities are underground. That's why most people don't them. And a lot of times in your major cities, they're going to be connected to your garbage burners. A lot of the facilities are right there at those Walmart stores, too, and some other places. I can't speak for that. I haven't been around people who had direct information. I have heard that, but I haven't met someone directly that can confirm that to me. Well, there's a YouTube video where they're particularly keeping those uh, immigrant children in those uh, abandoned Walmart stores. And there are YouTube videos out there where the senator actually goes to those locations and the people confirm that there are children, immigrant children, in those facilities, but they will not let the senator in. Go to my video page. I have a video. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, I have seen that. But I haven't met a single person who worked in those facilities personally. I can't speak that. All I can say is point to you a video. Kind of like with uh, the missing 47,000 kids in the detention before the congressman went looking for them, and they basically said nothing to see here. You have no right to come in here. Go away. And all the kids are missing. Well, where'd they go? Yep. Yep. It's a sad state of affairs. And the thing about the difference between America and some um, of the other countries. Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, people need to look at the um, documentary on YouTube. People need to look at the documentary on YouTube. It's um, Age of Fear, Psychiatry's Reign of Terror. And that basically kind of gives you a little layout of the land. There's also Psychiatry Industry of Death, where it goes into basically how Germany uh, in the late 1800s had a full-blown extermination facility going on at the asylums and in the hospitals in the late 1800s before Hitler ever even showed up. They've been doing this for a long time, and it's looking like most of the facilities are connected with hospitals and asylums. I know someone personally connected with Hennepin County Medical Center where these doctors, uh, these nurses would be seeing something that upset them so much they go to the person who was the main complaint department, who was the head nurse. And as soon as they were done talking to her about what it was that upset them so much, she told them not to tell anybody and go home and she'd take care of it. Well, every one of them that night they went and committed suicide. How many bad days have you had that you went home and committed suicide? Not only that, all the people who do the same thing upset them so upset themselves so much they go kill themselves. I've never had the day that bad. I've been a TI all my life. Huh. Yeah, something's up with that. Hmm. Well, thank you for all of your information. What was the name of that documentary again? Age of Fear, Psychiatry's Reign of Terror. Now, it's done by Scientology, and I don't recommend them at all as a religion or anything like that, but this documentary goes into, uh, lays it out pretty well how um, psychiatry ran the camps, how they uh, filled the camps, and how basically they eliminated people, but how the camps were basically fully operational in the late 1800s through the asylums and through the hospitals. 
They eliminated millions of people before Hitler showed up. And then when it was all done, and even as the war crimes were going off, they were still eliminating people and they weren't stopping it. These doctors all got off. So much, so much, so much going on. So much hidden. But the Lord said it will all be revealed. And know the truth. Truth is going to make us free. It's set us free. Okay, did anyone else want to say anything? Oh, let me read what Guest 5 is saying. Guest 5 is saying, um, well, T.W. says she's right about that. People got to take a serious stand. And then uh, Guest 5 says, I can't believe that no one has brought up the almost overnight ubiquity of all these free public Wi-Fi towers that have been strategically placed within major U.S. cities across America. I bet that they have some sort of sinister relation to the mass mind control technology being used on everyone and also the directed energy microwave attacks being much more precise and rampant to deploy on society on a more cluster control way. Um, that uh, 5G, now you, you mentioned Wi-Fi towers. I'm assuming that you mean the 5G um, uh, towers that they're rolling out. That's scary. That's scary. I've been doing a little bit of research on that, and they're saying that that has so much directed energy that it can just wipe us all out. And they're not just putting them in random places like they have the other, excuse my dog barking, like they have the other um, cell phone towers. They're putting them, like, directly in front of people's houses and things. So it's... um, it's scary, and they cause all kind of symptoms, I'm told, or I've researched. So um, if we can opt out, because I know in California for the smart meters, we can opt out. We can say we don't want them, at least for now, while it's caught up in the court system. And I did that. They had a smart meter on my house, and I had them to take it off, which I have to pay extra every month for that, but that's okay. Um, but if we can opt out of those uh, 5G towers, we should, you guys, because it's not good. Not a good thing at all. Okay. Did anyone else want to say anything? If not, we will close. There we go, 267-612-219-704-540. Anybody want to say anything? If you do, go right ahead. I'll unmute you, too, if you want to speak. If not, we'll go ahead and close. Anybody want to say anything? Okay, you guys, thank you for coming to the call. Someone trying to say something? Six, seven. Hi, MD Bean. MD Bean is joining the call. We're about to close. We've been here for a while now. Okay, you guys, thanks for joining in, and please come back next week. And please tell someone that I literally lost the whole distribution list, so I'm not able to tell people about the call. So, Because um, I do send out an uh, invitation every Saturday for today's call. So if you're not on my distribution list, 
please send an email to remu2 at hotmail.com and just ask me to to add you, and I'll do that, okay? All right, you guys. Have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you guys next Sunday.